It's okay to take some time for God, isn't it? It's okay to cut up our schedule, to stay here a little longer, to just be in his presence, isn't it? I don't want to take too much time. Um, I probably will, but I don't want to. But we've been diving into this series these last couple of weeks about owning the vision. We've talked about people being our heart. We've talked about serving others. We've talked about community. We've talked about all these things that our church stands for. At least, that's what we want to stand for, right? We've talked about all those things. And so today we arrive at the, at the fun one. Generosity. And I know immediately people are going, we're talking about money. No, we're not. Generosity encompasses a lot of things other than money. Generosity is, is usually what churches, you know, when you hear generosity in a church, you know that the message is going to be about, go ahead, money, money and how much you should give, right? <laughs> right? But there's other things in your life that you should be generous with. Talents. How many people would say you have a talent today doing something, right? Everybody has a talent. Even if it's just moving this from there and picking up heavy things, right? We all have talents. What about this? What about time? Generosity in our time. How many people have time? How many people sometimes you say you don't have time, but you do? You've got time to open this up and scroll through Facebook for 15 minutes that turns into an hour, right? Where your bathroom break is no longer a bathroom break and you've just set up residence in the stall, right? <laughs> yeah, if there's any bosses in the house, I just let out a secret. Um, our stomachs don't hurt that bad. Um, so... But here's the thing, though. We have things that we can give that are outside of what's in our wallets or what's in our purses. Churches usually hammer home that, you know, be generous in your, your giving. You know, give with a cheerful heart. Give this, give that, do this, do this. Open up your wallets, do this, pour it out, whatever. But the thing is, though, is we have so many more things that we're holding on to that we can be generous with and we choose not to be. We choose to say things like, I don't have time for that. We choose to say things like, I don't have the gifts to do that. We have, here, here's one. We say, this is my lane and I'm just going to stay in it, right? I'm only good at doing this, fill in the blank. I'm only good at sitting in a chair for an hour and a half and I can't do any more than that right? I'm only good at standing up here and pushing pedals and strumming the strings to make music come out of my guitar. I'm only good enough for that. I can't do anything else, right? 
but we've got things that we can offer that we should be more generous with and we choose not to be. Generosity is our privilege is one of our core values and it's based off of Matthew 6, 21, which says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Today, can I ask you, where is your treasure at? And I'm not just talking about your money. Where is your time at? Where is your talent at? Where is your worship at? Where is that at? Because that's where your heart is. We've got the ability, our core value says this, we are irrationally generous with our time, talent, and treasure. It is truly more blessed to give than to receive. Now I've asked this question before and I know a lot of hands have gone up. Who loves to give more than they love to receive? Right? We're willing to give when it's not gonna mess up my schedule. Right? Ashley just shared a story. I, I don't have permission to share this, but I'm going to. She says it's fine. But she just shared a story that we had a few people come over yesterday and, and help my mom move for the second time in less than six months. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying next time we're going to hire movers if it happens again within the next six months. Um, but, but Ashley and Jared were there and they brought their kids and, and she said this morning that Addie was like, why are we doing this? Nobody helped us when we moved. She was grumpy. It's nothing against Addie, but Ashley took that. But here's the thing though. It's not just Addie that has that mentality though. It's not just a child that has that mentality because we have that mentality, don't we? Why am I going to vacuum? Nobody vacuums my house. Why am I going to pick up the garbage on the floor? I didn't put it there, right? Why are these lights off? I don't know how to turn on the switch, right? We would rather sit there and say, why would I do this? I, I don't, nobody comes to my house and, and, and mows my lawn. Why should I do Matthew 25, Debbie? No, nobody, nobody mulched my, my, my front yard. Why am I doing it there? I got a tree that I just run into all the time. Why is nobody cutting my branch down? I'm not going to go Matthew 25 and do that, right? We will do that. And Ashley turned that moment into a learning. And she said, listen, it's not about that. It's because we have time. And so we're going to give our time to do this, right? Because it shows love. It shows care. It shows the the kingdom, culture, heart, mindset to help people that you're not obligated to help, right? Amen. To do something that nobody says you have to do it, it's a choice to do it, right? Don't we want our kids to make choices that are good? Come on, parents. Don't you want your kids to make choices that are good? Yes. God wants his kids to make choices that are good too, Yes, all right. That altar, we should have another altar call. I really feel like we should have, our prayer partners should come down. We should, we should open it back up. But the thing here is the, the, the value that we put on something is strictly based on our experiences and our worldview. 
That's how we value things is it's based on what we've experienced and what our worldview is. If going to somebody else's yard because they can't get outside to do it themselves is not something you value, you're not going to do it. Even if God himself stood at your door and said, I want you to go do this. If it's not in your heart, you're not going to, right? If, if, you're, if you're not shifted over to kingdom mentality, this kingdom culture mentality that it's not about you, you're not going to do those things. You're not going to step out of your comfort zone. You're not going to think outside your box. You're just going to stay in your lane and not do anything. I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a newer vehicle and, and there are things that I don't like about it, all right? They've got this thing that you can push on the side of another knob that I don't know what all the buttons do, but when you push it and your car finds out where the, the lines are on the road, somebody might else have this on their car too, and then you start to lean too far onto the line, your steering wheel actually turns the way it's supposed to go. Does anybody have that option on your car? I hate it. How do you feel about it? Exactly. It's annoying. It's annoying. But in our lives though, yeah, it's like, I want to go in the ditch. I need a new car right now. I'm kidding. But here's the thing though, in our lives though, we put that button on and we stay in our lane. I know we just had a really good moment today and everybody's like, you're wrecking it right now. But isn't it true though? Come on, let's just be honest with ourselves. Once you find your lane, you stay there, right? And you don't like to get outside your lane because it's what? Scary, uncomfortable, right? It puts us in a weird, like, I don't, I don't feel, right? I, I don't, listen, I'm just gonna be real with you. I didn't grow up as a wrestler. I don't like it. Yeah, and so when I sit and watch my son at practice, I'm out of my comfort zone because these other dads probably could put me down on the mat in two seconds. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I just like to hug people. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I know, but it's, it's a, it's an aggressive hug. And I'm, I'm a loving, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. Right. And it's uncomfortable. I've looked at people. I'm like, this isn't my, this isn't in my lane. It's uncomfortable for me, but my kid wants to do it. So I embrace it. And when the father speaks and asks us as his kids to do something, we should embrace it, even if it's uncomfortable. Because it can be uncomfortable, right? I know this may come as a shock, but I hate doing this. It's uncomfortable because you're judging me with everything I say. If I say a word wrong, Debbie or Ann or Scott's going to call me out for that. Like, you pronounced that word wrong, Pastor. Right? You said I could call on you for anything. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Right? I said a city in our, in our stinking state that you all thought I should know. I said it wrong. I said Evart. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's let me forget that. That was four weeks ago. It's ever, and I've heard it three times on the radio since, so I get it, okay? But here's the thing though, it's uncomfortable to do this, but when God said do it, I said, okay, right? And that's how we're supposed to be with our 
stuff. It's like, God, I, I worked hard for this stuff, but can I ask you something? Who owns that stuff? I know we, we think we do, right? Like, according to Ford, I own, well, I don't own my Explorer. They still own it. Uh, but I'm borrowing it until I own it, right? But like, God owns everything. That's why when we're instructed to give, when it comes to our money, we're giving 10% the first fruits back to him because he owns it all anyways. And what that is, is that's saying, listen, I understand who you are. I understand how you blessed me. And I'm doing this as an act of worship because of who you are and what you've blessed me with. It's not yours, right? But how many times though, do we sit and say, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, and this is mine, right? I have a lot of things in my man room. It's my man room. It's not, but it is. And there's a lot of things in my, my man room that I've worked hard for, and they are my things. And then when my kids come in and touch them, I'm like, don't touch my things, right? <laughs> but are they my things? No, because God loves Ohio State more than I do. You see how I worked that in there? All right. <laughs> That's not, it's not, it's in the Bible somewhere. Um, it's in one of the books that was left out. Uh, but the thing is though, is we like to get into this place though, where this is mine. This is my ability. Ooh, come on, come on. Woo, woo, right? Right? I'm the one that learned how to do this. Can I tell you something? It's a little secret. I've been, I'm envious of people who can play the guitar because it is a wicked cool instrument, right? It can sound good and then you can bust out the ACDC on it and it could sound even better, yeah. right? Come on, who loves electric guitar? Whoop, whoop, right? I'm envious of it because I've got these fingers that don't work. It's like, it's like playing with little breakfast sausages and they don't bend the right way. I don't know, John, I don't know how you do it, honestly, because our hands are pretty, this, pretty much the same. Um, but here's the thing though, I'm envious of that, but how many times do people say, I did that, I taught myself how to do that. I have this ability and it's like, no, 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 no. God gave you that ability, right? There are people who sing and they're like, I sing because I took lessons. God gave you your voice. Because we all have a voice, but not all of us can hit notes, amen? amen. I feel bad when people are standing in front of me and I'm back there in the booth because I let it rip sometimes. <laughs> and I know it sounds bad to you, but not to him, right? That's an ability that he gave you. Darren, you're still in the front row, so I'm, I apologize. I know that you went to school to become a chef, right? I did not. I'm going to warn you, I can't cook. But there's something about your ability, though, that you got to be real about and say, God gave me the ability to do this, to, to mix and match and to make things taste like this, right? Plus your amazing palate. I mean, I understand that. But, but, but God gave you that ability to do that because 
You, do, you guys, you, sorry, you guys do things with food that I'm like, this is amazing. I could never do this, right? But that's, that's not, yes, you guys went to school. Absolutely, right? So there are things that you have to admit, like I, I'm hilarious, Amen. right? But, yeah, I don't, yeah. But here's the thing though, here's the thing though. That's not my ability. I didn't make myself that way. God made me that way. So that's why I crack jokes on Sunday because I'm like just giving it back to you, big guy, right? But we have to get to a place where we understand that our abilities, our talents, our time, our treasures, they're not ours. I joke because I want you guys to feel good before I slam the hammer down. That's why I do it. But here's the thing, though. We have, to, we have to get to that place to unlock our potential of what we do for the kingdom. Why? What? This is going to mess with Dave Ramsey. I, I get it. We're working on it, though. We're in the Dave Ramsey program. I mean, so I'm just, but here's the thing, though. Why? why? Oh, man. It's on the internet. It's forever. I'll just use it. I'll make it personal for me. Why in the world do I collect so much Ohio State stuff? What is it for? Stop. Stop it. Stop it. I know. And you don't like Michigan. Don't jump on this one. We're on the, we're on the same side here. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Why do we, why do we want to possess so much here? Because <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I see how your small group's going to go this week. <laughs> Why do we store things up here, though? Because we can't take them with us. Why, why do we hoard all of our time that we get when at the end of the day, they're not going to go, hey, man, you ended life with 567 hours. It doesn't matter, Right? What, why, why, do we, why do we store up all, all these possessions of ours, right? Why do I have two cars in my driveway and I only need, I, only need, oh, I don't want to say this. I only need one of them. So I don't want to look at you, right? Like, like why? Why do, we, why do we do that? Because we, we think that we have to have that stuff, right? Like we have to have this stuff. We have to have... I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I want a razor real bad. And I've said this thing for a long time. But honestly, do I need it? Come on. All right, you guys just don't have as much Jesus as I have because I'm at the place where I'm like, I don't need it. Do I? Do I? No. No. I don't. I, don't. I, I want one, but it's not a need. Right? It's not going to give me a bigger mansion in heaven, is it? right? It's not like I'm like, hey God, can we get this thing up there so I can cruise around? No, it's not like that, right? But, but it's, it's, we're, we're in this battle though between spiritual and earthly desires, right? We're, 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 as a Christian, we are pulled in both directions because what matters spiritually and what matters worldly, Right? I got to have the white picket fence. I've got, which I don't think really a lot of people do that anymore, but I got to have this. I got to have that, right? Like we've talked about a dream house, right? How many people ever talked about your dream house? Had this vision of like my dream house consists of 
a basement that really is a garage and it's got an elevator that lowers my cars into it, right? <laughs> That's a real thing. She just found out about it. But here's the thing though. We all have these things because the world says that's gonna make us happier. That's gonna make you, that's gonna make people look at you and go, you have arrived, right? That, that you, that you, I told Lindsay last night, I said, I feel like people judge me when I roll up as a pastor in a little red PT cruiser. I need a car that says I'm a pastor. Well, yeah, it's not mine though. Her name's first. But here's the thing though, like, so like, and I, and I told her, I said, I think I found the car that I want because I think I'd be taken serious. But does it really matter? But we think it does, don't we? We think we've got to have this and that and this and that that make us happy. And all the while what we're doing is we're missing the spiritual aspect of everything in our lives. We're investing so much here on earth that we're forgetting to invest in his kingdom. This is, this, is, this is a good day. What about, how generous are we with God's word? Like, let's, just, let's just get this. How generous are we with our prayers? How generous are we with evangelism? How generous are we with our church relationships? How generous are we with small group time? How generous are we with serving in a ministry? How generous are we with dealing with people that don't fit into the mold we want them to? How generous are you? I'm not asking you this question. It's for me too. Because we start to, when you start to evaluate these things, you start to realize like, wow, I, I don't do things right. The biggest thing is understanding that there's a huge difference between ownership and stewardship. See, in church, when people do a stewardship campaign, it is now glorified as basically we're here to raise money. We're doing a fundraiser as a stewardship campaign. <laughs> right? And stewardship's definition is not that. Here's what stewardship's definition is. A caretaker of God's kingdom. Stewardship is a caretaker of God's kingdom. A caretaker. You are taking care of God's stuff. You are taking care of God's people. You are, I mean, I could just keep going. It's not our stuff. But we take on this mentality because the world takes on this mentality of we are owners, right? Ownership is the act or state or right of possessing something. Everything we have, it's ours, right? Everything we have, it's ours. Last night I came home from a guy's night, which was super fun. And Lindsay said, hey, I want you to go into my book bag and I want you to grab a gift that someone gave you. And I was like, who gave me a gift, right? Because like that's, <laughs> that's what I thought. Who gave me a gift? Where were you at where somebody gave me a gift? And she's like, you'll know it when you see it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I open up her purse, which how many people know you don't ever open up a woman's purse? Um, I opened up her purse and I reached my hand in and I felt a Ziploc bag. And I was like, 
Oh, what is this? And I pull it out, and it is white chocolate-covered pretzels, which, fun fact, this guy loves those. And can I tell you that children understand what generous is? I don't know why pretzels are about to make me cry. <laughs> but I think it was the, the love that came out of the Meyer home, right? And their son, Jacob, who is Nikolai's friend, heard that those were my favorite. And he went over to the bag that they were eating out of, got a little tiny Ziploc bag and started picking out the white ones for Pastor Nick. Right, now you can understand why I'm crying about white chocolate-covered pretzels. But it's the fact that he then took out of what he had so I could have some. And in the same sense, we should start taking out of what we've been blessed with so that other people who don't have what we have, time, treasure, talents, can experience generosity at its fullest. Does that make sense? It's love when a kid gives up their food. Amen? It's love if we give up our food. Right? <laughs> right? But the thing is, though, is that's what we've been instructed to do. Matthew 5, 38 through 41 says this, and I've used this a couple weeks ago. It says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. But for whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go, right? Go farther than the one mile. I said this a couple weeks ago, did I not? But here's the thing though. It's one thing to do what you're instructed to do. It's another thing to go the extra mile, right? We've been, we've been instructed, give your 10%, right? That's, that's our tithe. It's the first fruits. It's the, it's the best of what we've got, right? It's the first fruits of what we have. But there's something beyond that tithe that's called just giving, because you want to give, right? And, and what I'm saying is you can be like, I, I, I can tithe, but what I want to do now is I want to give my time. You're not tithing your time. You're giving your time, right? I, 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 I've already tithed, but I, I want to I give my talents, right? I, I want to come and, and, and I, I can paint really good. I want to come and just paint something. Do you have something I can paint? Absolutely, right? I, I want to come. I want to come and, and, and I want to. I want to help build something. Is there something that I can help build? Absolutely, right? There are things that you can do that doesn't involve your pocketbook. And if you value what you can put in your pocket, then you've got it wrong. Because what we should be valuing is what God has given us. Every blessing. From the time we wake up to the first breath, we, you know, we, we realize we're taking because you don't realize you're breathing at nighttime, right? But when you wake up and you take that first breath, you should be like, God, this is yours. This is your breath. What do you want me to do with it? 
right? Why well, want you to sing? What? Well, I can't sing. Sing. Jack has told me, I don't think Jack, Jack in here? Nope. In a few seconds, he'll come in because there's a delay. <laughs> but Jack has told me that he waits until Margie goes to work. And he sits in his bathroom, I'm assuming in the shower. And he prays out loud in his shower. And he said, if Margie was home, she, was th she would think I was a crazy person. But I see that and I say, yeah, but you're giving the breath that he gave you to give it. You're giving it back to him in worship and praise for what he's doing in your life. Right? It's not just a breath that you're going to waste. It's a breath that you're giving back to him. Right? What if we started looking at everything we get as an opportunity to give it back to someone else, to give it back to him, to give it to that person, to give it to that person? God, as long as I have breath in my lungs, I'm going to talk about your goodness. Well, that doesn't cost you anything, right? But why don't we do it? God, as long as I have breath in my lungs, I'm going to share what you've done in my life to everybody I can. That doesn't cost us anything, right? But why don't we do it? God, I see a need at the church, but I'm just going to complain about it. I'm not going to do anything to fix it. But why? Isn't your time and your talents being generous back to him for what he's given you? Right? We've all got things. And I know that every, people sit there all the time and they're like, I don't have anything to offer. I'm retired. Well, that's perfect. You got a lot of time that you can give people now. Right? I've got a day off. How many people have a day off at some point in your week? Or would like a day off? I mean, everybody can raise your hand for that, right? But what we do though is when we have opportunities like that, don't we fill it up for me, 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 me? Don't we? What if we started saying, God, I've got, I've got some time. What can I do for you? God, I've got some, I got some time. What, who can I bless for, for you today? I'm not talking about your pocketbook at all, right? I'm just talking about what you can tangibly give that you wake up with every day. Time, your voice, your heart, your love. The things he blesses you with that you can give with, with, without spending a dime, right? Does this sound like a message about money yet? It's not. It's making sure that we understand that we have more value than what we earn every week. You have more value here than what you bring in there. I'll be honest with you. I don't really look at what comes in. I don't need to, right? I don't need to pay attention to what comes in. There's a scripture though that talks about <clears throat> doing just that though. And, and I want to make sure I, I get this. In Mark chapter 12, 41 through 44, it says this, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, 
out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Jesus put her above the rich people because she gave out of everything she had. She just said, this is all I have, but you have it. Take it, right? There's another scripture that talks about not not blowing your, your trumpets, right? Not announcing how much you give. And I love it because really what happened was back in the temple, what people would do is as they walked in, they would take their money and make it so it was as many coins as possible. And then as they poured it into the receptacle, it would make so much noise. So people would turn around to see who was giving this large amount of money making all this noise. Churches do it. It's called a noisy offering, right? Take your dollars, make them change, pour it in, make a lot of noise. And God's like, no, don't do that. Don't be generous so people know you're generous, right? Do it because you love me. Do it because you love them and don't make any big deal, right? I paraphrase that scripture. But the thing is though, is it's important because too many times we do things for us to be seen. I don't do online church so people on the internet can see me. I do it because we have people that that's the only way they can be a part of this church. It's not about me. I hate it actually. I say things, it's on the internet forever, right? But the thing is, I do that because there's people who have said, I can't make it to the building, but I can watch you online, right? I don't want people all over the internet to see me. I don't. And when we do things for the Lord, but we make a big deal about it so people know, you know, Instagram post about what we're doing, Facebook post about, hey, hashtag, we just gave out all this stuff, right? Hashtag super blessed for him. Is it necessary? Who are you doing it for? Him? For the applause? Because that's the reality is we have to get to a place where we understand what we have, first of all, isn't ours. So why should it be about us? When we're generous with our time, we shouldn't walk around and be like, hey, I painted that, I painted that, hey, I put those up, hey, I did this, I did this, I did Who cares? Why? Right? I could walk around and be like, do you see those tables over there? I stained those bad boys. See the shine? I did that. I don't tell anybody because they're going to be like, hey, you missed a spot, Right? <laughs> But we should be doing things with our talents and our treasure and our time just because God deserves it. It's us outwardly saying, God, this is yours. This isn't mine. I don't want to take too much more time because I think you get it. In order for us to get to a place where we understand that what we have, what we've been blessed with, it's not about us. And it's about what he's blessed us with. And it's about being generous, just like the church of Acts. It's beautiful because in the New Testament, they didn't just give the 10%. They gave whatever was needed by whoever needed it. They sold their stuff. 
They said, you need, oh, I can sell that and I can give you what, what you need, right? They, they took their stuff and said, have it. What if we started to do that? Some of our houses would get decluttered very quickly, right? You need a couch? Great, I have two. Take one, right? What if we started saying, hey, you, you need, you need, a, oh, I mean, I, I can just keep going. You need, you need a, a car? I've got two of them in my driveway. <laughs> oh, man. See, it's not just for you. It's for me too. But it's the fact of realizing that why do we have what we have and hold on to what we have when we can bless other people with what we have? Where you can start making investments, not into your pocketbook, but making investments into the kingdom. Where you can start showing people love through what you have and what you've been given to where people will be blown away and go, what is different about you? Why did you just do that for me? Because he loves you. So do I. We would change the world. Instead of the world saying, you need to fit into what we're doing, people would go, we need to do what they're doing. Right? We would upset the fruit basket of this world if we just decided it's not about my stuff. It's not about me. It's not about my time. It's about God, what can you do with what you've blessed me with? God, I want to do right by you. God, I'm glad I got a day off, but what can I do with my eight hours for you? It would change the world if we just got more generous. I'm not going to lie to you. This church is generous. This is a very generous church. But what if it was about more than just your money that you're generous with? Because that's what it really is about. Being generous with your money has nothing to do with, with bill. I mean, it does have things to do with the bills, but it's what we've been instructed to do, isn't it? but going above and beyond and being generous and taking value and putting it into the things that you've been blessed with. The giftings you've been given, the time that you have. Man, you talk about unlock some things in the kingdom when we take the eyes off of us and we put it onto others. Tonight, at five o'clock, I just want to encourage everybody to come back because we're going to be talking about what 2022 looks like. And I'm just going to give you a heads up. The last three weeks have been preparing for what I'm going to talk about tonight. And I'm only talking about it because God has been speaking it. We've got to shift our hearts to people. We have to take in consideration that being generous is not just about our wallet. Being generous is about what we can do with what God's given us. Time, talents, treasure, right? It's going to be a good night, but it's going to be a challenging night. And I'm going to warn you about that. Because 
We're not playing church in 2022. It's time to put people where people belong in our hearts. And that is first. It's time to be God's hands and God's feet and do his work. It's time to reach the people who aren't in here today. And they're not in another church in this community either. It's time to reach those that no one's reaching. And not so we grow. (laughs) So the kingdom grows. Because it's not about filling this building. It's about giving everybody the opportunity to meet Jesus. Right? That's what we're about. That's where our hearts have to shift. It's not about a club. It's not about my talents. It's not about my giftings. It's not about my money. It's about Jesus. It's about kingdom culture. It's about kingdom living. That's what it's about. Amen. Today, I know we've had, we've had a couple opportunities to pray, but I know our prayer team is always willing and available. So they will be available here at the end if you want to come down and pray with them about anything and everything. Um, tonight is 5 o'clock, and then there is still youth group at, at 6.30. But please just make some time to be here tonight. Um, we're, we out here. I'm going to get you to come because we're going to have food. Hey, right? <laughs> That'll pull the heartstrings. Um, but, but it's going to be a night, though, that I, I promise you, man, God is up to some things, so please come. Um, even if you can just give us like 15 minutes, it, it'll be worth, worth coming to because I'm excited to share it. Um, I've shared it with our leadership, and I, I'm just excited to get that out there to you guys to, to let you guys start chewing on it, too. Um, So let's pray. And then, uh, like I said, our prayer team will be available to pray with you. God, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for being in our service with us today. God, it's so cool to be willing to just give you the time that you need, God. And that's what this church is about, is giving you time to move, even if it's against our schedules, Father. God, I pray, Lord, that that this be a challenge to us this week, God, that it's, it's Our generosity is so much more than what's in our wallets and pocketbooks, God. That our generosity is in our time and it's in our talents. God, our generosity is is in the words that we speak to people. And, and, And Father, and I just challenge God that everything we do, God, we begin to ask you first, God, what can we do for you? What, how can we be generous to your people, God? God, I thank you for this month. God, I thank you for this year that you've been giving us so far. And God, I look forward to what you want to speak tonight. I look forward to what you're going to speak in people's lives this week. And Father, I look forward, God, to what you're going to do in 2022 in this community, Father. God, challenge your people. Keep generosity on the forefront of their mind, Lord. And Father, let us go that extra mile. (laughs) Let us go the extra distance, Father, that you call us to go to. Lord, we love you and I thank you, God. Amen.